everyone, welcome to Hello Church. I'm Justin Trapp. I'm Wade Bearden, and have you ever made a mistake while you're preaching and you just you walked away from your message and said, that was not good? Uh, we're going to talk about some of those today. I've never, I've never experienced that. I don't know <laughs> never, what that feels ever. like. <laughs> All of my sermons are home runs. Yeah. Every time I preach, people are like, man, that's the best sermon you've ever preached. <laughs> and then the next week, it just it gets better. It's never happened. It's never <laughs> happened. It's always, there's always a, a way to improve, right? There's always things to improve upon yeah. when preaching. Yeah, and so we're going to talk about some of the greatest mistakes. And here's why it's important to listen. Because as we were researching this, some mistakes, I felt like, oh, I'm making these mistakes. I didn't even know I was making them. You might be making a mistake every single week, and you just... You don't even realize it. And so hopefully uh, this message, uh, this podcast will be uh, of help to you. Yeah, and some of these mistakes are in the act of preaching, and some of these mistakes are related to your preparation. So Mm -hmm. let's dive right in. One of the greatest mistakes that you can have as it relates to preaching is you don't have a preaching calendar. And Mm -hmm. I know we've talked about this in another episode uh, about the benefits of a preaching calendar, But and I've said this before, if your sermons are like the equivalent of taking a piece of beef and throw it in the microwave and calling it a steak Mm -hmm. uh when you pull it out that's kind of what a lot of pastors are doing with their sermons we've talked to i mean we've done study and survey after survey and it's crazy to think that a lot of pastors don't start preparing their message for this weekend until like thursday Mm -hmm. and so it's like it's always a rushed preparation rushed content and the calendar allows you to really sort of avoid this pitfall yeah and you're not you are not rushing uh, when you start a new sermon series yep. to create the graphic or even to come up with with what you're going to talk about for the next four, five, six, seven, eight weeks uh, because you have that you have that plan. If you're unconvinced of a preaching plan, here's what I would encourage you to do: pull out your messages from the last six months yep. and just read over them and track them. Write down some of the stories that you've used more than once, maybe some of the passages that you've used. Look at what books of the Bible you're preaching in. I think a lot of people are going to find that they they tell some of the same stories over and over again. They preach a lot from the Pauline epistles, and they preach about the same topics kind of just over and over, and they say some of the same things. So track that if you're not convinced of a preaching plan. If you are convinced of a preaching plan, you just don't have time to do it, there are so many resources out there to help you, including yeah. Ministry Pass. We're going to be releasing our calendars next month. Whether you use our product or not, yeah. we think it's a good example of what to do when you're planning. We put so much time and effort and our writers and our researchers into this. I think just looking at it, even if you don't use it, just looking at it is, gonna, is going to help you as you begin your preaching plan for 2021. Yeah, and this leads us into our second point, or our second mistake, really, is if you don't have a preaching team. Uh, Pastor, if you're the only voice, if you're the only one preaching, you're the only one carrying the burden of research, of preparing, of rehearsing, of, of, of preaching every single week, you are doing yourself a disservice, you're doing your congregation a disservice, and th- there's there's a better way. I mean, you shouldn't be the only one doing it. No, you you shouldn't be. uh, Not that you aren't good, I'm sure. But it's there are so many different angles with people in your church they can offer, guest speakers can offer that that you can't. Uh, There are uh, there's an opportunity for you to rest and to take a break uh, every now and then, and for you as you take breaks to work on what's coming next. So if you're planning uh, to put together a preaching calendar, it might be good to have a guest speaker two weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. And you just focus on that and, and 
it's going to pay dividends in the future. Yeah, uh, which leads us into our third point. We're, we're sort of rapid firing going through these. Uh, the third greatest mistake that you can make in preaching, really, or number three in our greatest mistakes series here is a, just a slow introduction. Mm-hmm. You ever been somewhere and the pastor walks up and they, they want to start with housekeeping items? Mm. Like literally the least compelling stuff on earth are housekeeping items. Like, yeah. Hey, I'm really glad to be here. It's just such an honor. Uh, brother and sister Jethro, that you, you know, when we were kids, uh, you know, that we used to hang out, and now I'm here preaching at their church, uh-huh. and it's just an honor and a privilege. And it's like everyone's asleep. I mean, that was nice for y'all. That was a nice moment, but but it's not compelling or interesting. Yeah, I mean, the odds are that the first few seconds, yeah. that you are talking, you're going to have everyone's attention. So if you get up to the pulpit. And this is not, oh, I'm going to get up and do announcements, and then I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to... But the first few moments where you get up mm-hmm. and you speak, everyone is going to be paying attention to you. Yeah. Don't don't waste it. And jump into your text, jump into your message. And another thing that you don't want to do with this introduction, when we talk about slow introductions, you don't want to tell a story that's going to last 15 minutes. No. You want to, if, you, if you have a story to tell, you have something to tell, sure, uh, dig into it and add humor to it, whatever you need to do to point people to the text. But don't take forever because you you want to jump into your message. So your your introduction needs to start immediately and it needs to get to the point before too long. Well, and the other thing too is you don't want to resolve a whole lot in your introduction, right? Uh-huh. Think of any movie. What what great movie is resolved in the first 10 minutes? None. They, they are building something. The character... Uh, want something there mm-hmm. there's you know it, it eludes them uh, build tension at the beginning of your sermon if you're going to talk about forgiveness you can come out like right out of the gates you can say you know today i'm going to be talking about something that's very personal to me something that has been a hard struggle for me have you ever had someone that that turned on you that betrayed you and you thought you forgave them but every time you see them all of those emotions and those that anger swells up inside of you and you can't you you have to forgive them over and over again. I'm going to be sharing something that's close to my heart. It's something that I've struggled with, and it's on this topic of forgiveness. Maybe you can relate. Yeah, that that's a lot better than than coming out and saying, you know, here's here's what the Bible says about forgiveness, and then it's like X Y Z, and it's like, okay, well, you you know, go home after the first three minutes. Yeah, the text operates. The Bible operates in the real world. I mean, we see that by reading through the lives of the characters. So. Tell people how it relates to their world and your world. And I'll also say this too. If you begin with a story and you're not going to end the story just yet, you're going you're yeah. to leave a cliffhanger and leave totally. it you know, later, let people know that. Say, hey, I'm going to come back to this in just yeah. a moment, but we're going to read this. And, and as you watch movies, you'll notice there's some movies that begin kind of with the end. They kind of tell you where the characters are. And then you see how they got there. There are others that it's a mystery up John until the Wick. very end. <laughs> yeah, right? And so you can do that. You can, you can come out and say, this is the point of the message. Yeah. And then show your people how to get there. So there's a way to create tension in both yeah. settings. Uh, keeping that in mind, though, make sure to create that tension. And uh, you want people to sit up and say, oh, man, I got I to gotta listen to this. This relates to, to my world. Uh, I, I, if I remember correctly, Andy Stanley said adults learn on a need-to-know basis, right? And if you can build that Makes tension and, mm-hmm. and make them feel like they need to know what's, 
what's about to come, they will lean up. They will mm-hmm. lean forward in their chair, and they will be attentive. And so you will be able to have a strong introduction. Another mistake in preaching that we've made, and I've, man, geez, I've done this before. It's, it's had cheesy illustrations, mm-hmm. corny illustrations, outdated illustrations, overused illustrations. I've all, you know, we've all had those sermon illustrations that we've sort of gone back to the well, and you don't realize you've gone back to the well too many times until you, you kind of like use it this one more time and it just falls flat and you're like, well, I guess that's run a run its course. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I've, I've, I've done it too. And I've, I've had to try to say, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to use any illustrations from like a, from like even a commentary or a sermon illustration website because they just been done so many times. And I've been kind of burned because you, you start to talk about an illustration but it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, you know, we, we get it. Or it's predictable. So uh, be careful in how you use your illustrations. You don't wanna use cheesy illustrations. At the same time, I know people who don't think illustrations are all that important. Um, but Jesus used illustrations. He uh, talked about seeds, he talked about sheep. So illustrations are good, uh, especially when they, reflect the text and also you can reflect your personality let people know who you are you uh do you like to joke uh are you a song guy however however it is you can reveal your personality through these illustrations Uh, try not to get too cheesy just just be you yeah another mistake that that i've made uh and i'm sure we've all made right is you talk about yourself too much Mm -hmm. and you know i think we tend to view uh you know, we tend to view a lot of things through the lens of our personal experience. So naturally we're going to share those personal experiences and personal experience can be very powerful, but it's important that uh, your church sees, uh, you know, Christianity is bigger than your, Mm -hmm. your church. Uh, Christianity is bigger than just your area. Uh, You know, um, it just can't be isolated to your personal stories, your ups and your downs as a pastor and as a leader. Uh, you don't want your congregation to view um, Christianity through just your particular mm-hmm. uh, personal history, so to speak. Yeah, and I'll say this too. Whenever I, I was a full-time pastor for a while, and whenever I got out and became volunteer pastor uh, and, and started working outside the church full-time, I realized that Working at a church full time made me see the world in a particular way, yeah. and see the church in a particular way. And so I'm seeing it from someone who's at church all of the time, and this is this is what it's a, like. Ev- everything in my life basically is revolving around that job, uh, and I go to work, and that that's that's what I do to earn money. And then when you get out, our lives should be embedded in the Christian community, but we're having to go other places Mm -hmm. and we're raising kids and uh it's not that oh you know we have to go to church because that's our job it's okay we have to do our job and then also go to church and so it allowed me to see the world Mm -hmm. differently and i i do worry about pastors who don't have an opportunity to get out enough you need to be hanging around other people you need to be talking and, and just really seeing how the people in your church live their daily lives and if you're only talking about your experiences your experiences could be really good but they're limited because yeah. you are in a particular place so see so if you don't want to talk about yourself all the time hang out with people more often and don't just hang out with them really kind of get to know their life and what they do on a day-to-day basis what it's like to walk in their shoes i I think that's vitally important and then this next point this next mistake 
uh, flows into that. And uh, don't make yourself the hero all of the time. Oh, man. I, I'm telling you, I, I hop on Twitter, maybe read books, and there are people who, they're always the hero. hero. And if they're not the hero, they're the, they're the, they're the hero that, that was enlightened and now they, you know, now they're the hero. And don't be the person where you are always the exemplar. Now, sometimes you do things and, and maybe it's okay to share. Hey, you sure. know, the Holy Spirit led me to do this and I did this. And it can inspire people. When we do good things or great things, it inspires people. But that probably doesn't happen all the time. Uh, don't make yourself the hero. Yeah, I worked for a, a pastor who used to say, be like me as I follow Jesus. And I'm like, I, I, I thought we're supposed to be like Jesus mm-hmm. and we're following together, mm-hmm. um, not the other way. If you look at some of the, the great speeches of our time, right, so great leaders, oftentimes they would not make themselves the hero. Mm-hmm. They would make the audience, the listener, the hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this is going to help you when you're preaching. Please don't make yourself the hero. Yeah, I, I, you don't want people to be listening through uh, your messages and it's like, oh, they always have to be the enlightened one. Yeah. They always have to have they the They always most did the right thing. They, they started the Starbucks, pay it forward. Yeah. You know, they're always the one. Yeah, don't, don't do that. Uh, and then uh, the last mistake we're going to talk about is uh, failing to end your message strong and this is one of the most important i I have a really good a really bad habit not a good habit but i have a really bad habit of taking a 30 minute message and making it 45 minutes Mm -hmm. and all of that usually is at the end right right right. where i'm like you're not alone right i'm trying to land it i'm trying to land it no the runway is too short i gotta take off again i gotta Mm -hmm. circle back around and then i come back uh i've had you know those close to me tease me in the past where you know it just would close for 20 minutes Mm -hmm. and I would always have a really good, uh, strong focus and intentionality on my introduction because I knew how, you know, important having a strong introduction was. So my introductions were always really good. It was the ending where I struggled with. And uh, you were telling me something about the other day about the peak-end theory that I thought was really fascinating. Yeah. So I learned this when I was reading uh, Daniel uh, Kahneman's work. And essentially, when it comes to an experience we don't judge an experience by the the tum the the total sum of of everything. We usually judge an experience based on the peaks and based on the end. Okay, so uh, if if uh, someone were to uh, get their blood drawn uh, for ten minutes and there's this like kind of baseline, it just kind of hurts for ten minutes and then it goes up and it ends. They're probably going to rate that as worse off than getting your blood drawn for 15 minutes where it starts out higher and it goes down uh, lower. Why? Just because uh, of the peaks and because of the end. It's really fascinating. And so when you're preaching, uh, you a good, a good conclusion can actually take a sermon that's not great and, and make it pretty decent. You gotta know how to land the plane. And here's what I do. I get to the end and I, I want to do a quick recap, and that quick recap turns into a long recap. And then I start remembering all the cool things that I, I thought this. I was going to say. Yeah, I forgot to mention. And I just keep going and going and going. And it's, it's, it's with anything. When you start a project, whether it's something you're working on in your house or whatever it is, you start out and, and you're just 
extremely detailed. And then as you go on and on and on, you start to become less detailed. And then by the end, you just want to get it done. That happens with sermon writing, yeah. right? We start out strong, we're doing well, and then we got to do the conclusion. And it's just by that point, we're just like kind of kind of done with it. You need to spend a considerable amount of time with your conclusion. It's it's important. Well, I mean, I've been in you know many uh, sermons or listening to many sermons, and then you get to the end, and the pastor, the preacher, is going. Hey, y'all aren't hearing me. It's like, well, uh, we we did hear you. <laughs> you you're just not articulating it with clarity mm-hmm. right now at the end. And I've been guilty of saying, it, like, y'all aren't hearing me. You're trying to like get the audience to sort of like um, engage with you at the end to let you know that they they got it right. Mm-hmm. And um, and so uh, you know, I think we tend to belabor you know the content there at the end when we feel like maybe they're not it's not sticking as well or maybe we forgot something and so. Uh, again, I don't want to belabor this podcast at the end, right? <laughs> I want it to end strong. So, and and one of the things that I do is I, I when I write a message, I do the mo, the main objective. Yeah. What do I want people to do? Because we've all listened to messages and we walk away and we say, I, I don't really know what it was about or what I'm supposed to do. What do you want your people to do? It could be change in thought, change in attitude. It could be change in, in something that we do this next week mm-hmm. have your main objective down and make sure you clear clearly state that at the end uh and maybe it's an altar call whatever it is make sure you clearly uh state it so those are some of the greatest preaching mistakes i know i make and i think uh some of our listeners viewers probably make those too yeah let's run through them real quick you don't have a preaching calendar you don't have a preaching team your introduction is slow or poor yeah you use cheesy or outdated <laughs> illustrations you talk about yourself too much you make yourself the hero and you, you just fail to end strong those are some some preaching mistakes i've made every single one of those mistakes i'm sure you've if you're watching or listening you've made at least one and if you've made at least one of these mistakes here's what you need to do you need to subscribe to our youtube channel <laughs> <laughs> and you need to rate us on apple itunes and uh, leave us a review hey we're so appreciative we just crossed a thousand subscribers on yeah. youtube and then our podcast numbers continue to go up so thank you guys for the support thank you for reaching out and commenting we love seeing those and hearing from you guys next episode mm-hmm. we're gonna be talking about topical versus, versus exegetical preaching yeah. uh we're not gonna make them beat up each other no. but we're gonna talk about both topical and exegetical mm. i think it's gonna be a really good conversation so I'm, make sure you turn it to i'm excited for us to make exegetical preaching great again so <laughs> that'll be next time on hello church like justin said make sure to rate review also subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast or if you watch on youtube it's greatly appreciated and also share this podcast episode with a friend say hey i I just happened upon hello church and i think you would like it too Uh, we appreciate the help